Thank you for joining us. And check us out on tcvpodcast.com. DJ. Charles, how are you? Good to see you, man. I was uh, waiting on three, two, one. I know, me too, right? <laughs> okay. Hey, all right. <laughs> we're just, yeah. well. uh, we're, 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 we don't follow rules really We, well. we don't, man. That's, that's why we are where we are, right? We don't follow rules. So, man, two lovely guests today. Uh, we have Prince Kadeem Quick, and we will call you Marissa for now. You will explain later who you really are uh, down the road. So, Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Excited to have you guys on the show. Absolutely. So can we start with a little bit about uh, where you're from and then Marissa, where you're from, and then we'll get into how you guys met and what birthed from that. Sweet. Okay. You want to go first? No, you go first. Okay. (laughs) My name is is Prince Kadeem Quick. Prince is like my African name. My family is from the Zimbabwean, my heritage part. And I'm from New York. Upstate, right? Upstate New York, yes. Upstate New York. Was there for like, born and raised, was there for 15 years. Got a little trouble with my mom. <laughs> so she ended up um, making what, me What live. did you do, Prince? Um, so when I was like eighth and ninth grade, I had a hard thing about going to school, you know? Not not going to school. Not going to yeah. school. Yeah. Like I would make good grades, but I wouldn't want to go to school. Okay. And I made an agreement, like a contract agreement to my mom that I was going to try go to school during my ninth grade year. And I told her, like, you know, I'm going to go to school. And I was on a 90 days good streak. But one day, it just, that streak got broken. <laughs> and my mom caught me. My mom and my aunt caught me. And then she was super mad about it. And she said, you know, you broke your agreement. You know, you're going to live with your stepdad. At the time, my stepdad, he had a tour in Korea. And I didn't want to live in him. Of course, you know, I didn't want to go to another like, country. I was like... Was he army? He was army. Army, okay. So he, he'll be gone for a little bit, and he'll always come back. You know, he'll go. So she was like, you're going to go live in him because you can't follow rules here. <laughs> she done kicked you out. And I, and I, tell, I tell anybody this story, you know, people were like, I have never really cried in my life, but I was like the one of the last times I really cried in my so life. So what city were you living in? I was living in, I was staying like close to Syracuse. Okay. Like Skinny Atlas, so like where were you? What? Um, it was um, God, it was that neighborhood call? It was like around the Kingston area. Or okay. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. And I was going to this private school, so that's another thing too. I started up going to a private school um, in eighth grade, and I actually went to this madness school in, in ninth grade. And my mom, like I said, she was um, all keeping track of about going to school or not. And I think, like, since I was doing so well for that like 90 days, she kind of got a little soft, <laughs> and I thought it was cool for me to skip school. And I had everything, like, I had it all planned out how I was going to do it, but it all failed. So clearly you, there was, like, a creative side. Do you think school just sort of, like, just was not just fitting into that creative element that you wanted for yourself? Um, At the time, when I was younger, like, I was light music, but I yeah. really didn't know what I wanted to do because I was just a like, big basketball player. So I thought, like, maybe I had to go to the NBA. But then I get out, I was like, dang, I don't even know if I'm going to raise to go, for real. Because I can't go to school. Yeah, school's kind of tied to sport. Yeah, it's kind of tied to sport. Yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> okay. So you... So that's a little bit. We'll pause right there. And then did you have the same issues with school? No, unlike Prince Quick, I was a very good student. <laughs> well, he was a good student for 90 days. <laughs> no, if he had made the 90 days, he wouldn't have got kicked out. <laughs> no, I uh, so I'm from Phoenix, born and raised. Um, and yeah, I always really liked school, actually, while I was in it. <laughs> Not so much after I graduated. I know Prince Quick is going for his master's now and you know, really trying to 
get his education up there. So I tried to go back to school and I just was, it's not, it's not my thing anymore. So. Okay. Yeah. So now what are you focused on now? Now, um, I honestly, I just am trying to make the most out of life. So I'm doing a lot of different things. I try to dabble in as many things as I can. Jack of all trades, master of none kind of type of person. So. Okay. But music is big for you right now. I do. Yeah. Music has been, um, I actually wanted to do music a lot when I was younger. I was in choir all throughout my life and I was really into it. And then as I got older, I just kind of let that go until I met Prince Quick. Um, and he was looking for somebody to kind of work with. And that's how we met. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So I'm hearing soprano. Are you, is that um, your range? Or? I I definitely was soprano when I was younger. I think I go more towards alto now. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So Prince, you, um, you know, obviously we didn't get a chance to go through all of your like upbringing, but clearly creative music, big part of your life. Um, you're producer now, uh, you're representing artists. What, what led you to, to this path? Um, my aunt, she's also a musician. Her name is Rosella. I don't know if you're like... You're yeah, really. you got some hits out there. Yeah, so it's my aunt's that way too. And like, I was always inspired by her and she always encouraged me to do it. And that's my mom also too. She also liked music. My grandfather was like a great saxophone player. And Remember she, I Love Music by the OJ? Yeah. She remade that, didn't she? No way. Yeah, yeah. I Love Music. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. Perlito way. She, she read the yeah. OJ uh-huh. So... So it was, it kind of runs in the family. And it's just a lot for me. Um, as a kid, I was always inspired watching, um, Soul Train. You see all the different artists That's on Soul show. Train. You have, um, Mac Man. You have like, um, Soul For Real, High Five New Edition. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody like on Soul Train is doing their thing, you know. And I, I was, saw you holding the Bev Bib DeVoe oh, yeah, album yeah. cover. I was like, That's my guy right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, BDD, you know, yeah. and watching people like Bobby Brown just perform. And I just knew like, you know, this is what I want to do. You know, I want to like do music and learning how people write their songs like Babyface. I was like, okay, he writes songs, you know. I'm a big fan of Babyface and his brothers, you know, after seven, yep. you know. Yep. Absolutely. So I just thought about, you know, really want to do music, but I have to figure out how I'm going to get there, you know. So around like, you know, my late high school years, I started really taking it super serious more. I started learning how to write better and, um, Start like listening to even more artists that I probably never heard before, but I got better at listening to them and really paying attention. So when it came to the part, like, okay, I want really want to do this, but now I got to figure out how to get this money. Absolutely. It's so, not a cheap venture. So in the military, it was like, I'm always grateful for it. Definitely grateful for every opportunity I had in the military. Great serving my country, but it was one of the things I needed to also do music, you know? So grateful I joined the military, saved the money up and started, you know, branching out avenues, meeting people on the Internet and started doing music with my close. I started with my my two close friends, childhood friends. And then I met Marissa and met great other people. So when we talk about music from your perspective, that's on the production side. Mm -hmm. Are you uh, writing lyrics and the music to go with the lyrics, or is it one side or the other? Um, Right now, I just write the songs. Okay, I'm going to go to class because I want to learn how to make beats. So my friend from California, he's also a musician, and he's also he got his own rock band. He's good at making beats. He's super well, and he makes our her beats. And I was just like, okay, well, we can do that. So me and him side to collab together. I do the songwriting. He could just write the beats. 
And eventually, like, now she's writing her next song. So I think it's really good teaching her more how to write great songs and music. So, so the, when you, how did you guys actually connect? So was it you reached out to her? You'd seen her work? Was it vice versa? How did that happen? Um, she had followed me on my Instagram. And like, I just saw a notification to her, and I was like, okay, we got her, her cute friend in common. Her friend was super cute. Oh, she has a, she has a cute <laughs> friend. friend. Yeah. I was like, okay. I guess they're running packs, huh? Exactly. <laughs> I was okay trying to talk to her friend, but I met her, and I was just like, okay, she's super cool. And at the time, we was looking for like more people for this major music video I was doing, this hard music video for my other artists. So I was like, hey, you like to do hard things? We started having conversations, and we had like a lot of things in common that, you know, through the horror genre. And I said, like, you should come out here and um, work with my homegirl. And they met up, and then we did, like, the whole music video thing, which was really cool. Was super successful, you know. Now, what came of the cute friend? No, she had a boyfriend. Oh, she- <laughs> So, the, the boyfriend. Okay. okay. <laughs> but it's all cool. I got I got a girlfriend now. So, you oh, know, okay. Okay. I'm trying to be more, like, you know, faithful and committed. You, you said know? trying to be? No, I am being. Oh. I am being. Like, if that camera is rolling, get that like, like, clarity out. We want to make sure we're really on point. I am super committed to my girlfriend. She's super cool. She she does video photography, and she's actually about to do her music video, her first music video. My girlfriend's going to film it, so I think it's really. Congratulations, cool. man! That's, yeah. that's so. Awesome. How did you get into this business, though? I mean, this is a tough. You know, the music absolutely is super super competitive. Hard to break through, um, difficult to make co- connections or at least genuine enough from what I understand and have the relationships to get you where you need to go. How did that all happen for you? I, I like to say it goes back to being in the military. I think, think the military for all like how to network. It's all about networking. The military, my job required me to network a lot because I did like supply and what I did like, for you? army. Okay. And I also worked with a lot of computers. So I had to like, you know, reach out for my commander and talk to different people, sell different installations. So I start using that skill to the internet and start just randomly talking to people. Like I randomly wrote you guys. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's and, great. And, you know, just building a conversation and learning how to like your people skills and, you know, to talk and seek out different opportunities. Because the music business is a hard business. You have to really be like dedicated to, you got to learn your P's and Q's because there's like a lot of shady things I watch through different documentaries for different artists, sure. how they rise and fall, you know, why they're not here no more. Like the whole thing, the whole Temptations. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie before. Yeah, mm-hmm. about 10 times. Like, I, I love, I, that's my I favorite. I flip channels, and if it's on, I'm stuck watching it too. <laughs> I just cannot, I can't get enough of it. That's my favorite biopic movie because the only thing they always wanted to do is do music, exactly. but life also got in the way. Yeah. They're split apart, you know, suicide, you know, by they the end. Roughing. Oh, they were up and so, just, such such talent, talent, but drugs, you yeah, know, yeah. life got in his way. Mm-hmm. Paul Williams, I love him, but yeah. killed himself because he just wanted to perform, but he had them sickle cells. Mm-hmm. And that really inspired me a lot as a kid. It's just like, you know, this is a serious business. You really want to do this. You have to give it your all. You got to sacrifice people. <laughs> sacrifice stage, you know, before we had the internet, you know, before we had all this stuff, the people was out there thinking on a bus, just going to different towns. And during the time they was doing it, it was uh, dividing to the country when it comes to race. Mm-hmm. So it was making their music trans- over, transition into the Caucasian community, you know. So it was it's just really inspiring. And they call it the, uh, the chilling circuit. Yeah. Where you, you have to go to venues where only, uh, you know, 
last could conform. You know, there, there were no integrated audiences. Yeah, and the Temptation one that really broke that barrier. Broke that barrier for sure. And, and I was, it was just really inspiring. And like, you know, and I had a chance. My mom took me, and it was during my 25th birthday. She actually took me to Motown for the first time, and, and I was just blown amazed. You know, I was really just, just to be there, just know all this started at. Hitsville. Hitsville, uh, yeah. right in Detroit, you know. Detroit. And I was just like, I felt like a little kid in a candy store. I was super happy just being there. So so when we talk about horror music, I'm, I'm trying to, like, I'm going to The Shining and, like, <gasps> am I wrong? Like, what? Describe what is, what's horror music. Um, I would say horror music. Well, I write horror music. is more of dark romance because it's, like, every song I wrote, written for her, it's actually, like, real relationship, like, toxic relationship. People go through each and every day. But it's just in you know, a horror vibe, you know the dark the twist. Dark twist. The music is spooky, spooky and stuff. Marilyn Manson type? No, not Marilyn Manson. Type. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an artist that that we may be able to connect to. Um, this thing a dark horror. horror. Maybe like nobody because we're one of a kind. One of a kind, you know. There you go. It's why I think she's one of a kind. There you go. Okay. All right. Well, I, okay. So when when he uh. Well, I guess you sort of sought him out. He found you, whatever, how you got a nice connection going. Mm. What were your thoughts? Did it seem like, hey, this seems like the road I want to go down? Or did he bring something you hadn't considered before? Uh, Well, I, like I said, I was really into music when I was younger. As I grew older, it wasn't ever really something that I thought I was going to get back into. So when he had come to me about it, I was just like, okay, yeah, why not? It'll be fun, if anything, you know, I don't know what exactly is going to come of it, but I like new experiences and I like meeting people. And um, so I just kind of saw it as an adventure and thought, why not? And I saw, what, 500,000 streams? Yep, we just hit 500,000 streams on our second single. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes, very exciting. Congratulations. My eyes are very proud. Uh, I was really happy to see her proud. My mom was happy, too. Now, now, so who did the music for this one? Because you did the songwriting. songwriting. My my friend, I will tell you, his name is um, Chase. Okay. He's also on Instagram, too. He's got a whole rock band. I was so grateful for him to uh, make the beat. And we actually recorded here from another producer named Collins. He's like Mr. Master okay. or whatever. But I was so grateful for him. Like, me and him, like, really cool friends. You know, his girlfriend, she's, like, killing the music game, too. I really love it. And I think we just have a great music family, you know, and I and I, I like that because that's just brings me back to like I was saying, like, you know, how we used to do it back in the day. Yeah. People used to collide with each different people, you meet mm-hmm. different producers back in the day, you know. Nowadays I think a lot of people still out for themselves a little bit with music and I just don't like that. Yeah, or put themselves in a box yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. You know, it what's interesting to me though is uh, you know, by the way, this is all happening here in Phoenix, right? Yes. So yeah, so that's true too. You know, you you sometimes get uh, stuck in this thought process that the music scene only happens in certain places, right? That right. It can happen in L.A. or it can only happen in New York um, or like in Atlanta, you know. So tell us about the music scene here in Phoenix. Like, I, you know, obviously, you're you're clearly Great super question. connected in it, and probably. You know, at the top of the top of the food chain there. Tell us about the music scene here. What is it like? Oh, man, it's so many great talented people out here, but I don't think they know their, their true potentials, you know. Like Leon, she's super good. Like, I like her music. But I was telling her, like, you know, I know she's doing the modeling thing a little bit, 
And I think, Shalai, you should also push your music career out. Absolutely. Because, she's you see her image is a little different, you know. And oh, I yeah. like I like her her style. Like, you know, she shave her head and then she's just like herself and the style. And I was like, man, it's really cool. And you got different different artists out here, too. They're just like potential should be pushing out because Arizona got so many hidden gems here. And that's why I moved here because L.A. is so it's like everybody's in a box where they're doing, you know, everybody's doing there and that. In Arizona, you got people like her, UGB. It's really good. Yeah. My friends is good, you know. And uh, there's another rapper out here named Securely Collins. He's really good. I've been listening to a lot of his music, too. So I think he's really just killing the game out here. So what's the toughest part about doing this in Phoenix? Get recognition. Yeah. Because, again, you got the the big the, like, the big brother over there in L.A. You got all them singers there, you know. It's taking over the scene. Even Atlanta, too, got great artists over there. So getting here, because everybody just think Arizona is just a desert, you know, but it's more than the desert. You got yep. all these hidden gems. You got, you know, you got different things. And New York, you know, everybody think New York, you know, is close to the place of music. Could have got Juilliard right there. But I think it's better artists here than it was actually in New York, you know. So tell us a little bit about um, your performing profile and your performing name and how you uh, arrived at that well um so my artist name is solitznim which means the aligning of the stars um it is my hopi name and i think that there's a lot of talented native americans that don't get recognition mm -hmm. and i really wanted to honor that side of myself um because it is a big part of my life. I grew up, you know, going to the reservation. My grandma still lives out there. And it's really a culture shock. Like, people don't understand just how different it is out there. And, I mean, she doesn't even have running water. They have to go to a well. They have how an far outhouse. Where is she? Where is she? She is about five hours northeast of here, kind of out towards Tuba City. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, I um, kind of just wanted to use my platform, you know, as a way to you know, let people know that we are still here and that we can do really cool things because I think there's kind of a bad rep sometimes. So, so. both your parents, Hopi or just one? My mom. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how do you think that finds its way into your music and the way you express yourself? Well, there actually is a lot of... Um, musical natives out kind of where I am too. They have their okay. own radio station. And so there's a lot of more instrumental players than singers. Um, so yeah. Now, when I just, you say where I am, where are you located? I live in Goodyear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I have always lived in the city for school, but I would always go back during breaks and, you know, things like that to help my grandma with. We have, you know, different traditions. Yeah. Dances that we'd have to go help for and things like that. Do you come from a big family? Um, yes. My parents are divorced. So I have one sibling that's from both my parents and then four. So two brothers, two sisters, basically. Mm -hmm. But okay. only one of them is like from both my parents. So what's next for you guys? What are you are you going to work on some more uh, music together? Oh, yes. Yeah. Is that what's what's next? What's next? We're about to make a monster music video. Oh, is that? Okay. And that's going to be like the longest music video I ever made. And my goal is to do 13 minutes long. And I want to do like almost like a Michael Jackson thriller thing. Thriller. That's what came to mind. Yeah. First thing that came to mind was thriller. 
So my girlfriend, she's really good. I bet we talk to her that's what she does. She travels to different countries sometimes to do other people's music videos and get paid. So she's really good at it. And me and her came out. I wrote the whole script for it already. So like when she comes here, um, it should be at the end of the month. We're gonna like film that, and I'm super excited about that because it's been a while since I did a music video. It's been like a year. Okay. I saw that you've done a lot of traveling as well. It's like you've done some traveling, uh, like other places, obviously outside the U.S. Was that part of your military? Or? Um, it's actually part of my teenager year. Like I said, when I got kicked out from my mom's house at yeah. 15, I was living my my stepdad in Korea for like two, sure. and then he retired in Germany. So I actually finished like my I did high school. Korea. So I started high school states, Korea, didn't finish off in Germany. So how did that shape you, like having this different experience outside of uh, this country? Um, It made me more expand not to be in the box, just like, you know, be around different types of people, different cultures, you know, and actually like kind of like shape me as like a human being in general, you know, because I was so used to hanging out, you know, in New York, where, you know, with my, my friends, you know, they're like rappers, whatever. And I wasn't really doing the best in New York, you know. But when I moved to overseas, I really got my mind together and really start pushing my dream more out there. So it was cool to be in Europe. And European women are really beautiful. Throw that out there. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, was, it, was really, it was really great to be there in Europe. And being there as a like, teenager, it was just crazy. It's crazy experience, you know. So you... Um... Does your girlfriend live here, or it sounds like she's somewhere else? Oh, she's in L.A. Oh, she's in L.A. Okay. Are you trying to import her as well? Um, I don't know if she wants to live in Arizona. Okay. Like, I'd be talked about it. I was just telling her, like, because I'm eventually going to get my house out here. And I was telling her, you can just come here. But she was like, you know, we'll see, you know. Because she really, like, her family's in L.A., so that's another thing. So her family, her family lives in California, out there in Anaheim and stuff like that. So, you know, she's really never really been away from her family like that. So she's probably like, oh. So how'd, you, you, how'd you meet her? I met her through my friend that does music, the one that does the beats. Okay. So this music has had a lot of impact it on your life. It had a lot of impact. It okay. brought me a lot of great people okay. in my life. Okay. Because, like, you. when I put my mind to I only want to do music, I made it so I could surround myself with other entertainment people. Like, I really don't have normal friends. Every friend I name, they're always doing something cool. You know, they're doing either... News reporting. One of my friends do news reporting. My other friends do music. She does music. You know, my girlfriend does music and videography. So I don't have like this the average person, you know, as a friend. So, so what's a day like for you both? Like, what's a day like for like whatever is going on with like your work or or in your, you know, is it? Are you still a student? You still in school? I'm not. I um I bartend on the okay. side, and then I have my own business as so, well. So so tell me what a day is like, just trying to make you know make this a reality for you in terms of career. Um, I to say I wake up every day and go to school. I go to school, and then I practice more music, writing more music, and listen to different styles because. And doing more connection because it really day of me is really on the internet, just typing to different people for reaching out for more connections because I just need to find that one right connection and make everything change for me, you know? And that's every day just reaching out, you know? Some people don't reply, some people do, you know? Thank God you guys replied because now we're on a podcast, you know? So, you know, every day is a work day for me. I would say, like, when I was in the military, you know, there's 24 hours in a day and you can do a lot in 24 hours. So if I got to work from the sun up, from the sun down, you know, that's what I do. You know, we're going to start back over. It's a great philosophy to have. Yeah, totally. And what business uh, do you own? 
So I make custom pet homes and house decor. So okay. a lot of woodworking. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And then how how would we find that business? Um, I have a website and an Instagram. It's called My Ninth Life. It kind of started as a cat tree thing for my own cats. And then I posted a video about it on TikTok making it. And then uh, it blew up. And next thing I knew, I had 1,200 emails asking for one for themselves. So, wow. yeah. So it's very new. I barely started in the summer. So it's been taking up a lot of my time and things like that. But I'm trying to divide it equally, you know, have a good balance between because I do want to do the music yeah, as well. How do, you, how do you do that? Right. Because, you know, you are trying to do a lot of things and obviously you want to do them all well. And um, clearly there's a lot of talent. So how do you how do you spread that around to, to get the best result? I think time management is really important. Um, like Kadeem said, he's willing to work from sun up and sundown. And I'm kind of the same way. I think you have to work hard for what you want. And uh there's no rest for the wicked, right? So right. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So uh, yeah, I think that having a set goal in mind and kind of just planning out your days and trying to stay organized that way is really important because it's easy to get overwhelmed for sure. Exactly, but I something that broke me in the military because there's no choice. You getting up at five o'clock in the morning for PT. Yeah. There's no choice on that unless you don't like broke your leg or something. So I just learned from there, you know, getting up super early in the morning time and being up because when you done with PT, you go home and shower, you got to eat and go back to work, you know? Yeah. And then you get off of whatever. Military is like, we don't know what time I'm getting off at times. And they, can, they can't keep us past 10 o'clock. That's the rule. That was the rule on our base. But I, I heard different people sometimes stay at work all day. So where did you do most of your um, military work? Um, I did I did it in Oklahoma for sale. Okay. So I was in a field artillery unit. It's almost like infantry unit. Mm -hmm. uh, super, like, we always in the field doing field work, you know. So it's, it really took a toll on my body, but it also taught me how to be super more productive, you know, how to, like, stay up longer period of hours to get a task done because that's all you really had to do. It's just when you go to the field for, like, X amount of days, you got to do this and this and that and third, you know. So you want to progress in the military because that was my whole thing. I wanted to get out. That's the NCO, so that's what I did. So you're the perfect guy on a camping trip. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I, I, could say, Yo, I guess I could be now. <laughs> How long did you uh, serve? I served almost 10. I was like, Oh, you were in there that long, huh? I had got, I actually got really hurt, so I had to get medical discharge out. Okay. So, like, um, I did almost, I was trying to do complete 10, because that's a half, that's a half retirement pay or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to do it here, but. The COVID happened, and then so happened before, like, they really told us we couldn't go to the field no more because they had to stop doing the field thing because of the COVID. We went to the field, and my vehicle flipped over. Oh. Yeah. And you weren't supposed to be there? I wasn't supposed to be in the field because the whole my whole thing was I was told, you know, you get ready to go to your next duty station. So they had me do all, like, the classes to transfer, you know, to the next duty station, whatever. But they don't have me go because I'm the only person, I was the only NCO in my position at the time. So they had me and my medic go, the, the doctor running the medic, had us go to the field, do a little field mission, whatever, and he don't flip our vehicle over. Wow. <laughs> they said, we need a doctor. I'm like, well, he's in the car with me. <laughs> Everybody flipped over. Wow. But, Your doctor was in the car with you? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. Man. What type of injuries did you sustain? Um, actually, really didn't get that much hurt, but I did like hurt my back a little bit, my neck. But I was, mm. thank God, I was okay. You know, yeah, yeah for sure. 
So while you were, I mean, I didn't know you were in that long, man. So the whole time, are you thinking about music? Oh, the whole time, the whole goal was to do music because I was going to get out after the, the next contract finished. Yeah. Because I was going to do that and get out and move over here. So everything was still original plan, but I was supposed to be stationed here. That was the plan for me to be stationed here. I see. And then I would have just got out a little bit more smoothly, you know, because transfer life in different states, that's kind of like hard. Yeah, yeah. I so, have, so Phoenix was intentional. I didn't really want to live in Phoenix. Okay. I want to live a okay. little further than Phoenix. Okay. Because I'm, I'm not a city person. I don't really like to live in a city. Like, I like to live far, and I would drive to the city to the things I need to do, but I was trying to live a little further out. Why is that? What don't you like about the city? Um, It's just too much traffic and crowded for my my yeah. thing. You know, even though people say, oh, you're from New York, but I live upstate New York. I, <laughs> yeah. I know my family lived in the city. I don't like that, that city life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Syracuse is... A little different than Manhattan. Yeah, a little different Yeah. Yeah, I like to live, um, like, out out there, you know, like, out there. Not so much in the country, but, like, a little bit, like, just out there with just me and, like, a, a little cul-de-sac. You oh. know, like my dad, he lives now. He lives in a cul-de-sac. So what, what's your take on Phoenix as a city, culturally? Mm, it's, it's different in New York, I can tell you that. Like, yeah. everybody, like, a lot of... Um, I would say the skateboard scene is really big out here. Bigger like, than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of people like to skateboard, and you see a lot of more people, like, you know, do the color for hair thing out here. Yeah. And the versus being in New York, you see more people, like, there's more, like, um, they like they dress a little proper in, in the city, and they're more, like, business-oriented looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But New York is all full of surprises, I tell anybody that. Yeah, it is. Um Charles, you just have you been out since you bought the house out there, the place out there? Yeah, I was out there in December and uh, going back next week. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you from New York? No, actually, originally from North Carolina, but just bought a uh, apartment in the city. Oh, the city. Yeah. What part? Manhattan. Yep, Manhattan. Uh, uh, upper or low? Uh, Greenwich Village. Is that Upper East? Uh, uh, no, it's more downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's lower. It's lower. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I think I heard that one before. I'm trying to figure. Yeah, out. he's in the village near Soho. Near Soho. Oh, yeah, okay, Soho definitely lower. Soho. Yeah. And I lived there for about five years. I was at really? 29th in Madison. You really yeah. like living down there? I couldn't, I couldn't live down there. My older sister tried to live in Manhattan, and she ended up moving away from it again. It's yeah, it's much. a different lifestyle um, on a number of different fronts. But, yeah. But, you know, it, I knew it was a moment in time. It wasn't forever, and I wanted the experience. And financially, it made sense for me to be And there. I think the difference sometimes is when you're – like what I'm doing is just, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying a place during times when I can make time to go there. And Absolutely. Time. And, and mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't want to use the word confined there, but I think it's a different deal when you live somewhere day in, day out, right? Uh, right, a- right. Absolutely. Completely different scenario. Have you experienced New York? I have never been, actually. Oh, take you there. Yeah, yeah. I know. got to take you there. I know. Big city of dreams. I know. I'm a big Broadway fan, so. Oh, you've got to go there. I know. <laughs> That's all I was saying. Like, I, New York is cool. Okay, got the Broadway there. Like, they have the Temptation, like, performance and stuff like that. My yeah. girlfriend, um, she actually went there, like, last month to Ain't Too Proud of Bag or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she showed me I was super jealous, but because <laughs> I wanted to go. But she was doing a, she was like doing somebody's music video out there, so she decided to um, do it. You know, yeah, Marissa. You know, one of the things I don't think that we in this state at least get to have um, a lot of dialogue around is um, Native American culture, mm-hmm. and uh, particularly like Hopi culture. Hopi is you know is a name, obviously, that we all know in in the state. 
Um, what can you share about your culture that perhaps you know folks don't get to know much about or hear much about that um, would I don't want to say necessarily surprise them, but it's some of the things that are probably just uh, you know of interest that you know people would want to know about. I think uh, Hopi culture is definitely still very traditional. They're very. I mean, they still hold traditions from thousands of years ago, which I think is really cool because this world is so ever changing. And even, you know, in Phoenix and everywhere, the technology and just how everything has grown, um, it's hard to keep a tradition alive, especially because um, the Hopi people, you know, they're getting smaller and smaller since people are moving out, they're going to the city and whatnot. They're not really keeping um, us alive, I guess. And so I think it's really important for people to just, I mean, just even going out there, it's, it's totally different. And um, I think that fact that they still hold all their dances, you know, religiously, every single one is very neat. How often does that happen? Like when you say the dances, is that like a, is it like a, what is the cadence of that? How often does that happen? Yeah. So we have, um, they're called kachinas. They're our spirit guides basically. Um, and they, we have like a home dance in July. So they go home for the winter and then they come back out during the spring. Um, and so they live in the mountains basically. And then they, they have different types of dances for different things. So they have like the rain dance and they have like a bean dance and stuff like that. That so. sounds so cool. I'm still like, um, getting to know this place more, but I do love the native American culture though. Yeah. They have like a lot of North Carolina and they also have a lot of Montana yep. and Arizona. Cause I actually didn't know Arizona was a, um, Indian land, native American reservation mm-hmm. land. I didn't know that to like, I think last year. And how does, you know, one thing I'm, I'm super curious about just because uh, I know that um, a lot of times you associate, particularly here, you associate Native Americans with the casinos and the, a lot of wealth that has been generated for the tribes. How does that square with you just shared with with us that your grandmother doesn't have running water? Um, and I'm not sure how the, the Hopi tribe is. I'm, I'm not sure if they're, the Hopi tribe is like some of the others. Who have been able to benefit from uh, from gaming? Right. Uh, how how is the Hopi tribe situated, and, and how what what are the conditions that um, you know that most most people within that tribe live in? Um, to be honest, I don't know too much about how the financial situation works from their government to the Arizona government. Um, I know that we don't take part in the casinos and things like mm-hmm. that. So I know like a lot of my Navajo friends will, you know, receive a check or, you know, whatever monthly, um, Hopis don't do anything like that. We did get like a COVID relief, which was really nice. Cause, um, you know, I bartend, so I lost my job and I wasn't able to go into unemployment because my hours were so part-time cause I was a club bartender. So, um, that was really nice. And that was the first time that I think anybody had seen anything like that. And they are building more and more, uh, I guess, upscale homes for them out there um, now because a lot of their conditions are very run down. So are they being built by the Hopi people or from outside? To be honest, I'm not quite sure. I haven't been out there in in some time. 
I know that COVID hit them really hard, so people weren't really allowed to go in and out. Um, so I haven't been there in a while. Are, are you, um, and back to your music, I'm sure in some ways you're inspired by the culture, right? I mean, it's your, 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 your name that, that you use when you perform. Um, have you infused any of that into the, the, the music that you do anyway? No. Um, our music is definitely very different. It's very horror type based i've okay we gotta stop with this hold on one second i know every time <laughs> no. i hear the word horror and then they don't want to yeah okay hold on <laughs> so what you say dark romance you know because what's it's, the name of the, the hit now that's gone 500 it's capture so capture it's all about like you're in a toxic relationship and you're trying to break from the top relationship but you know how some people use their certain things in top relationship to keep you together like let's say you're in a relationship and they just use these certain type of antics to keep you there, you know. Because they play like, oh, nobody, nobody <laughs> love you no more. Nobody going <laughs> to yeah, like you, you, you know. Okay. Use them type of words. So that's what Capture is about, you know. So Capture is about that. Her other song that's also a good hit is Blood on the Walls. It's about, like, you finally breaking from this relationship. And now it's up and, like, you know, blood on the walls now because it's finally going to be over. But it's all this resentment you have towards this relationship because God. it was so toxic. So where's the inspiration coming from? Because a lot of times I think, if, you know, artists bring inspiration from real life. Is that relevant at all? Um, I think the inspiration I wrote from this song just comes from, like, what I watch on TV sometimes. I watch a lot of I watch shows like Power, 50 Cent Show, mm-hmm, yeah. all that. Oh, that was God. a great show, by the way. I had to stop watching yeah, that because it's actually not <laughs> good to be watching that all the time. I don't watch it anymore. I told you I was hanging out with, with Tommy, with Billy. Tommy from Oh, yeah. did you? Yeah. yeah. He's got he's cool, a cool, dude. bit part in uh, Ozark now. Oh, he does? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ozark is a good one. Ozark, Ozark is, is dark. Is that incredible? Yes. Ozark is yes, super it is. dark. I'm, I do you watch Ozark. I ain't seen that one yet. Man, Man don't it, start. It, don't start. I'm telling you, it, it gets me. On it's my, a rabbit hole. It, it's a, definitely a rabbit hole. It is for sure a rabbit it's hole. It's incredibly written. Incredible. And talk about dark. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I, I try not to watch no more of these, like, kind of like, I don't try to say it's a negative show because you can get some definitely some positive out of yeah. power, but it's just so much uh, going on in that type of show. Yep. And I didn't stop watching that. And I try to like watch, even watch more positive things. But that's why I got like a lot of my, you know, inspiration from and just watching shows like I like drama into them. Cause I think that helps like in the creative process when you're definitely trying to do dark romance things. You should watch Ozark. Yeah, you I don't think I should watch <laughs> that. I don't if, if you look, if you need so inspiration. What draws you to this yeah. music? What draws you to horror? Um, I think the genre. same thing. Horror. horror. <laughs> oh, the horror. <laughs> Um, definitely <laughs> filmography, I think, is a very big role. I grew up watching The Munsters and The Addams Family, and I've always kind of had that, or geared towards that dark, darker persona. Um, I can't wait to see this video. Go, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, we might have to play it real quick. <laughs> yeah, so it's very exciting. I kind of just really enjoy that lifestyle and horror oh, movies, oh, oh, and okay, so. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> when you say you lifestyle. Say lifestyle. <laughs> hey. When you say lifestyle. Hey, what, I what, can't what, give away all my secrets Come here. on now. <laughs> say lifestyle. But get, get, enlighten us. Give us a little more. Uh, well, I just, I guess I have a very gothic style home, you know, on the inside. I really like I noticed just kind of the yeah. decorations. Yeah. yeah. I got bones on my nails. Um, so witchcraft would be taking it too far. 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm Native American. So. <laughs> Wait, I've got Native American blood too, but don't. don't no, no, I they mean, just they use a lot of like herbal things and natural medicines and stuff like that. So I think I kind of like natural things like that, <laughs> which a lot it, of witchcraft uses a lot of natural remedies and stuff. I think it's pretty unique because, you know, I also like the album family grew up kind of watching the, the TV land days, you know, yeah, yeah. everything on TV, like my you know, grandparents are old school. So, you know, I watch probably like everything you can ma- name on TV land. But I do like the Adam family. I think the Adam family, when it comes to like, if you scratch like the hard part, you talk about the relationship part of Morticia and um, Goldman's Adams, how they have like a good, healthy relationship that most people should take inspiration from, you know, because he really loved his wife, you know, mm-hmm. and his family, you know, and that showed like he, they were super encouraged to their kids, even though they were doing like, you know, things that might be a little odd to other people. <laughs> but who's your favorite character on the Monsters? Oh, on the Adam family? Yeah, I'm sorry, Adam family. I would say Lurch because he plays piano. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Friend? I like Lurch. And that's all she wrote. Lurch was like, <laughs> Super inspiration for me. And I like the character. I actually like the person that played him named Ted Cassidy. He was actually a good actor, too. And he played it, like, in good films like Hercules and different other things. But, like, I just like the fact that um, he was so good at that character, you know, and his voice, his tone. And he was so talented. He could dance. And he made music, too. So I was just so indulged into his character. So let me ask this and give each of you the opportunity to share who you think either right now or from the past is the most overrated and then the most underrated either group or artist. Oh man. Okay. Let me think. In the music industry. Mm -hmm. That's a tough one. That's a tough one too. I don't want to, I never want to put artists down. Like I don't want to say like, or you overrated or whatever. Cause I appreciate it. But who I think who's running the music game right now, to my personal opinion, I will always say the weekend is running the game right now in the music. Who's that? The weekend. He's like probably oh, my favorite. He's my yeah. favorite artist right now into it. You know? So does he fall in either one of those categories? Um, I think maybe um, he doesn't get appreciated that much. I'll call him a little underrated because you got people like they appreciate more Drake over the weekend. So, so he would fall into one of those categories. I think. Well, like I said before, <laughs> so did, so you like the weekend he showed up with the blood on in, in, yeah. the, the press conference. I think. Yeah, I, I like no, that. Was it, a grand, was it a war show that he showed up with like? Blood I on? think the weekend is a definition of a true artist. He, yeah. You know, he knows how. Like it's like Michael sure. J- Michael Jackson knew how to change through time for wherever he means he was doing. This is why he sells so high. And a lot of people, like, you know, some people don't understand that. Like, you know, when you look at Michael Jackson, like, oh, he's so cool. But Michael Jackson was a celebrity to other celebrities, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, people, like, you know, was super excited, like... Absolutely right. To see him. Like, you know, other celebrities would, like, be crying to see him. Because he was just so good at what he did, you know? And I don't think no other artist since him, other than The weekend, can, like, you know... Can Dude. I throw one out there? Who? Prince. Prince is cool, but this is this Prince's major problem was, you know, he was just so not willing to bend certain things, you know, like to change persona for himself. Because if you think about Prince, he kind of stayed the same throughout his music. But can't you appreciate you so? that? Can't you appreciate? I, I, I can appreciate. I, that. I see what you're saying. I think I, I think you're that. largely right, but I think he evolved too in a lot of ways. Well, right? I was thinking only thing Prince evolved is on his religion. You know, he kind of like. Went from wearing like, like you know, athlete chaps, 
into like more he conservative certain like in his in his genre. I think when he made um Prince and the Power of Generation, that's when he became full um um God, I can't even think of the religion name right now. Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witness. When he came full Jehovah's Witness, he became more conservative person. Sure. And he just changed that way. But if you think about his music, kind of stayed like, um. You remember his first song? What was his first song? Yeah. Was it Soft and Wet? Well, I go all the way back to Soft and Soft Wet. Soft and Wet. Yeah. I go back to Uptown. Yeah. And then when I hear even International Lover, Controversy, Raspberry, mm. oh, yeah. they're all very different. different. They're but different. I, but I, they're different. Yeah. But in the same, like, think uh, Prince style. Because you think about Michael Jackson, he started uh, as a. Pop, his first solo album was like off the wall, you know, mm-hmm. disco, disco pop. From there, Thriller, more like, um, poppy, uh, it, poppy, it was. R&B, <laughs> R&B, it bad, and bad. Bad. <laughs> yeah, bad, completely almost pop and rock, you know, right. Then it went back to dangerous, back to the R&B side, you know, it was dangerous, more of the R&B, like remember the time, definitely John that Singleton. May, that may be my yeah. favorite boot music video. Cause John Singleton direct that, so it was really good. I'm gonna show deference to you because you're a music guy. I'm a Prince dude. I, 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 I like think Prince. I like Prince. I respect I like Prince. Prince. And, but you know, and mainly one of the reasons is because he's also he can play any instrument you put. Oh in yeah, that's exactly. That's right. what I like about Prince. I like I like him. I like uh, Raphael Sadiq from Tony Tone. Oh, yeah. Raphael Sadiq is his voice is amazing. He's a, he's a bad boy. I like his voice. Sure. Amazing. Did like, you see that Tony, Tony, Tony documentary? Though? I watched the whole thing. I've not seen it. Is it on Netflix? It doesn't paint a great picture. Well, I think a lot of it oh, got to yeah. go, do with like, um, other people. Because when you start as, okay, you start as, as a group, everything goes fine. But when you get, like, let's say you, you, you involved in different people's ears, that's when things start to split apart. And the publishing rights can the pub- also create the, some mm-hmm. issues, too. Right. So, it's what? That's how Tony Tone, because they were explaining how, like, they would put, like, three people. Tony Tone was, like, a, a five-man group, I believe. Uh-huh. And they would put three on the album cover. And, and three get publishing rights. But, right. You know, and <laughs> yeah. it, it was everybody else. It was a five-man group? Yeah. It was, like, a five- or six-man group, almost. At least five at times. It was six. Yeah. They yeah. would call talent in to make the music, but then that, that wasn't really where the benefit. The benefit didn't necessarily hit all five. So, you know, it's one no thing. That's why I watch a lot of music documentary. I watch a lot of unsung documentary. A very underrated show, man. Yeah, I love those songs. I watch every time they post something. I don't see probably each... Uh, I probably see almost every episode on song. Yeah. Did you see the one on Heat Wave? You know who they are? Oh, yeah. Heat Not, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Probably, that's that's a really good yeah. one to watch, too. I, did, I just got through watching Midnight Star. Yeah. I watched that one like two that nights ago. That was a really good one. Love Midnight Star. I love Midnight Star. Are you familiar Star with Unsung? No. It's actually, it's, you can find it on YouTube mm-hmm. um, and just gets into, it's about an hour long. It's Donnie Hathaway. It goes on and on. Yeah. Gets into the Back underbelly. Browser. Yeah. The, the underbelly. Story. The, the back story. Yeah. The startup and all that. No, the drama. How to success, you know. Mm-hmm. Well done for, for kind of a lower budget scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now how about you? We, um. And I'm going to give you a lot of uh, props for the way you answered that. Yeah. Because you wouldn't really call anybody overrated. Yeah. I, but I like the way you, you handled that. Yeah. But how about for you? Who's quote unquote overrated or underrated? For me, I'd have to say uh, Lady Gaga is probably both for me. She's my favorite artist. And I think a lot of people thought she was overrated in her beginning years. And now that she's coming out with more things like um, the movie A Star is Born, I think a lot of people are seeing how talented she actually is. Um, So I think now she's underrated. So she kind of did what she had to do as you talking about to gain that popularity. Right. Yeah. I love your answer too. Because I, you know, I, I used to think she was just a gimmick. 
really, when she first came out, I thought she was just this gimmicky thing. Mm-hmm. And man, is she talented. People, she I think, overlooked her talent incredible. because of all the crazy like things Perry's she did. She's super talented. Super and talented. I really like Katy Perry yeah. when it comes to like super on the creative side. Like, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is cool. I'm. I'm gonna say I'm not a big fan of Taylor Swift, but I can appreciate her. Work. She's a lot yeah, of talent. What she's done, I, I think she. I, I think she gets a bad rap sometimes. So but she's she's a she's very talented as well. But I can appreciate Chris Brown though. Like if it wasn't for the weekend, he'd be my second favorite person because he gets I, in his own way. He does That's a talented cat. He's super man. talented. I know. Sure I ain't gonna lie. I never seen nobody other than like. And you know what else too? Yeah, he can ball. He can ball. I feel like about Chris Brown. He can ball. <laughs> he can play basketball. He can dance. dance. Yeah, he, he, he can he, sing. He's, he's a bad cat, boy. Man. He can ball. He can do like I don't know. Chris Brown is just crazy. I love him so much. But like a lot of people give him the I guess the bad rep because like his incident with Ariana. But then again, like, I was putting. I think it goes beyond that. Though. I think <laughs> it goes beyond Rihanna. I think he's just created a lot of situations that he just didn't need to be in. Yeah, he gets in his way. Yeah, he's he's kind of self sabotage. Yeah, but you gotta think sure. where Chris Brown grew up at too. So it's just one of those things. People, people that's outside don't understand when somebody grows up. I will say. The hood, whatever, that lifestyle's still there. Of course, they, they have to be conscious of what they're doing, you know. And that's the whole thing, you know. With Jay-Z or, you know, Yo Gotti, they all said, even Tupac said it. He said, it, you know, he has to be responsible for things he does, you know. But he, he said he came from the gutter and he's still here, you know. And that's where he's from, you know. Yeah, and I think we've all, you know, had to experience aspects of that. But there comes a point when you got you to gotta flip the switch because you take it out on other people. But... I hear you. I think Chris Brown's extremely talented, and I hope I hope he gets it uh, yeah. locked up, locked Same. in. Same. Yeah. So I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love, it. I love music. Like I said, I watch documentaries all the time, and like the Death Row. I watched the whole documentary of Death Row. That's an incredible that story incredible. too, isn't that it? Shanike, Shanike, I will say Shanike, great businessman, but let mistakes of him being part of like the hood get away his business because again he did make a almost a billion dollar empire to go all the way down to zero you yeah, know death row was- crazy but I, it, that, death row was a crazy lifestyle i don't think i'll be part of that record i don't think i could be part of that record label but i could definitely appreciate it <laughs> yeah i'll be a different animal about yeah, part yeah. of it you know i'll definitely be loyal though i wouldn't i wouldn't quit i'll definitely be loyal but you know yeah that's that's uh there's a lot of aspects of that story um yeah they still live on today but yeah so um before you guys leave us yeah. is there anything the audience should know or anything you want to ask charles and i um, i want to let the audience know that we're about to make some fire music so you know and i hope they like this music video and i love her as an artist i just love her music and my other artists too you know they can't go on notice i hope they like you know we're gonna who, all who are your other artists just so we would know who they are um i can send your guys on uh instagram okay. one name yahara i have clay and they're like um the only two right now okay now how do people find each of you to hear more from you um you can um spotify she got apple music she might have the music being on youtube but yeah all these you know revenue sources her instagram because we're gonna be like my music video comes out i promise you that music video is probably gonna be the best music video i ever made in my life i think we have a lot of exciting things coming and just we're having fun with it and you know we have a really good friendship so i think you know it's just going to be good yeah, all around. Do you have any live performances coming up? Oh, she does. We oh. do have uh, a first show coming up on March 12th yeah. at Rip's Bar. Yeah. Are we invited? You can go, definitely sure. come. Come out. I'll be there. I don't know if we're cool enough. <laughs> no, we're is there cool. anything we have to do? Like, 
scare something scary to get in? Or? No, like I just think like you know, just you just know the environment is gonna be a little dark. But if you come on in, you know, you just like cut a, out for it. The like, show, the show is a fetish show. I'm just gonna give that fetish? as a disclaimer, right? Fetish now. show, yeah. fetish show. Yeah. You got the show yeah. with the fetish. No. <laughs> as in, or as the fetish, I don't know. Right? Exactly, <laughs> Charles. Charles handle that part. Uh, just, hey, look, I'm just asking the questions. <laughs> but okay. I, I definitely, um, like I said, I can't wait. It's our first performance, that's and that's it's first for many, you know, because like I said, I have a goal to go to the top. I want to make like you know her happy, her family happy, especially my family, especially my aunt. She means so much to me, so I just um. What made her and my mom super happy, my my dad too. So you know, that's awesome. So you know, I want to make all of them happy. So that's why I'm gonna push it. It's something I told my mom as a kid. I was super serious. I like music, and now I'm super serious about it. I like I'm more like LeBron James in the game with it. I'm super serious about it. If it, it had to sell, like I had to make sure if I gotta like be on the side of the street waving signs, whatever, <laughs> I'm gonna do that because I want to be to go to the top. Up the mountain, you know. Well, it feels like it's going to happen for you. Yeah, and uh, we want to be able to say that um, you were a part of it here, right? Absolutely, you were a part of it. So, Absolutely, uh, we appreciate. It. This has been great. Uh, it's been a pleasure getting to know you both, and uh, we look forward to seeing a lot more of you in the future. Yeah. And thank you for joining us on the Conscious Vibe. Yeah, Yo, thank you for having thank us. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us, and check us out on tcvpodcast.com. <laughs>